Hello, everybody. My name is Leo King, and I'm here with the Olympia Film Collective, and today we're going to talk about two of the directors of the groups that we recently sent to the 253 Tacoma Film Competition. We have James Clark. Hello. Sorry. There he is. Hello. (laughs) Uh, As the director from Smile From My Face, and we have Misa. Hey, hi. Martinez, the director of Checkmate. Now, I want to get into what were kind of your, both of your expectations going into this and how did they either change or were you spot on? Uh, Misa, go ahead. Okay. Usually my expectations before, like, they, they, they fade as you get closer to the competition. So they are usually high, like, I'm going to do this awesome film. It's going to be better than anything else. So uh, and as you get closer, you'll realize that you're dealing with, like, a, like limited time, limited resources. Um, like a, uh, so, And then you lower them <laughs> because otherwise you won't be able to finish it, uh, finish it on time. So, so yeah. So that was my experience. I was expecting this to be nice and easy, and I took <laughs> every precaution I could and uh, made every effort to streamline the process, getting my my crew lined up beforehand, picking a location that had a lot of uh, variety and a lot of options and a lot of control, not just for the the actual people on set, but also the sound and the lighting. Um, and it turned out to be a tremendous amount of work and stress, despite all my best efforts. I've done a lot of 72-hour uh, competitions and 48-hour competitions as an actor before, uh, but never as a director. And uh, I, I'm, I'm proud with the work that we did, and I think we did a good job of uh, solving uh, and anticipating problems before they um, showed up on set on the day of the shoot, but... Uh, it was a tremendous amount of work, uh, mm-hmm. not a lot of sleep, and uh, just uh, constant, uh, constant chaos. And uh, wow, yeah, I uh, I was expecting it to be a much smoother ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would probably say it is like a roller coaster. So you go, as the day uh, gets closer, you go down and down and down, and then you panic, and then you get anxious, like, a, oh, my God, so I'm missing, I don't have this in place, I don't have this in place, I need to figure out this uh, this thing, and also you have your, like, a usual life, you have family, you have work to, so, to, uh, to deal with. And then I would probably say, like, ha- like as soon as everything's, uh start uh, uh so starts like a you can feel it's getting better and better and better and by sunday it is like a oh it was nice it was nice um and you say like a, i'm actually enjoying this so mm. but mm. it is like a roller coaster yeah i would probably that's for me the best description of the whole competition yeah sunday was a nice day that's so the competition starts on thursday mm. they give out the prompts on yeah. around like seven o'clock so, uh and so then t- so real quick so okay the 253 basically works like this you get the the four prompts on thursday at 7 p.m and then you have 
And then you have until Sunday at when? Uh, I think it was Sunday six? at six or seven. Sunday seven, at seven, seven p.m. Yeah. to to have your short written, produced, shot, and edited uh, between Thursday and, and and Sunday. And handed in a physical copy. In. Not uh, you couldn't upload yeah. it. That was something we found out on Sunday morning. Yep. Uh, you had to actually have someone drive up to Tacoma and hand them a physical Ooh. flash drive. Uh, yeah. And the prompts. Uh, the prompts for this year, they were like a uh, scene from a well-known movie. Right, a scene from, yeah, right. What else? Um, a white dress, a and then the dress. line of dialogue, back to square one. And uh, then they had a general prompt of just fake news. They didn't say it had to be dialogue or, or yeah. a theme. They just had Somewhere. fake news in there. Yeah. Which... Uh, had to be represented in some way. Yeah, room. yeah. And everyone I talked to... Hated that prompt. Oh, uh, yeah. Especially yeah. at the beginning, it wasn't. Yeah, it was a little clunky. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, but that's the. It worked out. Yeah, it's part of the fun. So, what do you feel? Well, I feel like my next question was going to be what the struggles were. Um, oh, there's still plenty of struggles what? to talk about. There's <laughs> yeah. plenty of those. But how about what was something that you were really happy with the way your shorts came out? Like, what would maybe a scene or a set or. Um, the costume, something like this, or the sound design, et cetera. Yeah, for me, it was the we did uh, Reservoir Dogs. We did a, a scene from Reservoir Dogs, the iconic scene where um, they're dancing. Uh, what's his name? Michael Madsen, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Michael Madsen is kind of um, dancing and having just a nice, cool, relaxed time as he's torturing <laughs> this guy in the, in the chair. And uh, there's this... Uh, I think probably the most iconic shot of the movie. He's uh he's getting ready to cut off the guy's ear, and he's like straddling and straddling him. And the camera is so upset, it's so it's horrified by this this action that it averts his eyes to the upper left, and, uh, and it, it does a tilt pan. Um, and I think that our lighting and our, our actors and um, our location all lended itself really well to to that scene and I thought it communicated really well. If anyone had ever seen the movie, they knew what it was. What was something that you were really happy with, how your short turned out, uh, maybe a scene or, I mean, overall, you can be happy, but something that you're like, oh, man, we nailed this or we nailed that. I think it was the opening. The opening. The opening. When we choose, like, the final script, we went to the location, and in my mind, I was making the connections uh, and as, as soon as we started shooting it's like a, whoa it's gonna it's gonna look it, it's gonna look super nice so i was already editing in my mind like a, yeah. this is the way i want uh, uh i want stuff t- uh to be shown on the screen this is the tempo i want to be shown uh, I, I want people to feel before the movie starts like, so uh i think that's that's the moment where i switch from like a being anxious to being like a happy (laughs) of doing uh, of doing this uh in our case our scene for a well-known movie we're using uh one of the bergman uh movies the seven seal it's a famous like a 1957 58 movie so Mm -hmm. it's shot on black and white um in our case it was the dead i was uh doing a a chess um uh match with somebody else Uh, 
I don't want to give too many details, so I want people to go and right, watch the movie. Watch so, yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the moment where everything changed for me. And yours looks so good. I mean, like, uh, out of all the films that we saw, there was probably 20, I think there was 29 films who actually submitted um, something for review. I think there were 32 teams at the beginning. Anyway, yours yours had the, the, the best the best shots and, and the best flow. Yours felt... Yours felt professional. Like it didn't feel like it was made in just a weekend. It was it was it was pretty beautiful. Oh, I was in the magical hands of Leo. That's right. <laughs> Leo was the cinematographer. Yeah. That's right. Thank you. Composed some nice shots. Um actually real quick, do we want to go over kind of your pitches for what your movies are just so they can know kind of what I was haven't your done movie? that before. Yeah. What was your movie about and then what was your movie about? Damn. <laughs> Smile from my face, starring yeah. Megan Goodman and Jesse Morrow was about uh, uh, a devastating accident at a storage facility. Uh, nah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go back to square one. Uh, that's that's one of the prompts. Damn. Uh, back to square one. Yeah, back to square one. Um, James is also wearing a white dress. So yeah, I'm also He's wearing white all dress. the prompts right that's now. That's right. Yeah. A lot of fake news. I'm wearing, I have a jukebox above my head, <laughs> standing <laughs> outside of someone's apartment. Um, ours was was a a huge problem. Like just I don't know. Just how do you how do you pitch? Or just a log line. Just the the plot. I guess you don't need the pitch. Yeah. Uh, when the boss's daughter uh, uh, brings a dress into work, what could go wrong? When the boss's daughter brings her wedding dress into work, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. That's yeah, that's my that's it. Yeah. In our case in Checkmate is a guy is gonna make a choice, a life changing choice, and he needs to play a a chess with that in order to get uh to that choice. So that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> our films are much better than our log lines. By the way. <laughs> our films are much better than our log lines. We haven't thought about. I haven't thought about that at all until just now. Yeah. And what? How? What's the process like between kind of getting your team together and preparing to go into a film competition? Kind of where is your? Uh, how are you organizing things? How are you kind of getting getting everything in order? Well, we had a cinematographer picked out, an assistant director, uh, gaffer, and uh, had a guy committed to sound. And then um, there were a couple other positions that were filled by um, uh, PAs at the last second. Uh, on, probably figured it out on Friday, the day before our shoot. We shot everything on Saturday. Um, and we also had a writer who um, uh, we did it a little bit differently than the the other team because they had uh, well Misa will tell you about how they did it but um, I uh, had a writer that I was uh, talking with about um, themes and some story ideas and uh, the week before the the contest started we uh, had a tour of the the location the facility that we we're going to be filming at to get a better sense of what kind of stories could happen there and what kind of uh, assets we had available to us and um, she wrote down I think she she jotted out um, two two scripts that were pretty pretty rough but just getting a, a feel for what I was looking for as a director and um, 
what she was thinking about as uh, as far as story. Uh, and then when we did get the prompts, um, we we weren't able to use any of the scripts that we'd written before, but we did have some themes and some ideas um, that would fit well with the prompts. And she wrote everything down on um, that Thursday night, and we had a, had a script ready for everyone by Friday, Friday morning. Um, and uh, we were lucky enough to get the volunteers and uh, the, the cast members that we needed to, to make it on Saturday. Nice. Mm -hmm. In our case, uh, it is funny that we, and interesting that we did, so we were part of the same, were part of the same organization, but we took totally different uh, a totally different approach. So in our case, we decided uh, to get a team of team writer uh, of screenwriters together. Uh, so you had like nine people all uh, in roughly yeah between seven and nine. I'm not I'm not sure right now. That moment, everything is buried from that weekend. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, and this was on like Thursday night. You had all those people loaded in the same room, just spitballing ideas. Mm -hmm. So we did a little bit of uh, brainstorming, and then the morning after they sent out, they sent in by via email, like their scripts. Also, another thing that we had uh, that we have that was different, it, we didn't settle for a location until we uh, until we saw the scripts. After we saw the script, it's like a, okay, this is what we need. So we went around around town to figure out where we wanted to, we wanted to shoot. So. And we were lucky with this with the script. Those, the script we chose, it was like a perfect fit for the location we we had. And the only thing that we needed, like a was a wedding venue. And Jeff started like hunting around town, and he found one perfect wedding lo uh, location for us. So yeah, that's that's how we we did this uh, on our team. Yeah, and you did the wedding smart because uh, maybe I, you don't want me to say this, but it was essentially just a gazebo. Like you just had, or is it called a gazebo or like that? Um, yeah, and then it communicated really well. It's really smart. Yeah. So what do you guys feel like you've learned this time that you would, people going into next year's competition or you guys going into next year's competition that you would, be more prepared for or be more aware of or uh i'm not gonna do it next year <laughs> <laughs> that's the advice uh there's a real value in just letting go of perfection letting go of the this this illusion that you have the perfect story or you have the perfect idea for a story and uh you really have to just give it up to your team and uh collaborate and um, every person, every person on that set for uh, "Smile for My Face" contributed things like in a, in a huge way. Yeah. Uh, like originally, a, it wasn't going to be. Um, uh, my cast is is all women, but originally I was looking to cast a man in one of the main roles, and uh, Nate Avery and uh, Zoe. Zoe ended up. Um, she was initially just going to be a PA and uh, she ended up stepping up and being one of, one of our actors and she did a great job. Uh, but they, they were adamant. They're like, no, this is not uh, a, 
I don't see this being uh, a role for a man. I think it needs to be a woman. Oh, yeah. And I was like, no, it's I I know who it's going to be. I got a good person for it. And then <laughs> yeah. and then that actor ended up not being uh, available. And uh, I was like, okay, fine. I'll, let me read through it a couple times with that in mind. And and they were right. It was it was uh, a much better role for a woman. And and so I I took their advice and. Uh, and there's a lot of examples like that for uh, a smile from my face um, where I just had to really listen to people who were adamant about um, a certain aspect of the film feeling very strongly that it needed a change. And um, I'm just glad I was able to listen to them because it made the film a lot better. In my case, one of the things that I learned the most and I was practicing uh, during the whole process is letting it go. So, yeah. I w so when you work like uh, doing videos like uh, 40, 50 hours per week and you get into competition, so you need to rely on a team. So it was hard for me just to sit down and deal with the scripts and the actor and framing and not deal with... Uh, not deal with the small technical issues like a like a well lenses or lighting or like a so that was hard for me especially while editing i have worked especially with patrick uh a lot and i have seen brendan working also and i knew they got the they got the skills but i was anxious like i, I wanted just to be there editing with them but there was a moment where you have to rely on your on your team and allow magic to happen and part of the uh, and they did a, an awesome job that so yeah. i was i was totally happy on how they were able to uh get that script done and get those shots and get everything done just in time for the for the deadline yeah i mean so that compared to a uh, uh, our crew. I'd worked with uh, Riley Gibson and Nate Avery before, but uh, other than that, everyone was uh, new to me. They were all, uh, this was the first time working with each of them. Our cinematographer, uh, Janice, and assistant director, uh, Dave, and uh, the writer, Rebecca Hobson, and the editor, uh, Michael DeLorme, um, and uh, a couple other positions. I'd never worked with them before, so we had uh, I think it's called like a storming process <laughs> uh, where uh, we had to uh, had to figure each other's communication styles and um, their just workflow and like the the way we communicated with each other. It took a little while to um, get to a point where um, uh, the machine, the, our production, our crew was moving smoothly. Yeah. Um, and uh, but that's that's part of the benefit of doing something like this is um, you have uh, the expectations of a project like this, a 72 hour project are uh, a lot lower, I guess. And that's not the way I want to say it. it's like more lenient. People understand that it's um, a much more uh, reckless process. Yeah. Um, so it was. Uh, uh, a good, a good opportunity to to jump in and start swimming with with uh, new new crew members, new creatives. Not that they're new; they've been doing it for a long time. Just we hadn't worked together before. Yeah, and imagine that in your case, getting from, moving from 
front of the camera to the back of the camera was also a process as well. Oh yeah. Uh, so I've I've directed one thing before, but it was it was uh, a really short little experimental project, really just to uh, see if directing was something I wanted to do, and it it's. Uh, it's such a different process than than acting because uh, as an actor, one one thing that I think is a good skill is learning what to focus on, where to put your attention, and you can you can just drop like like eighty percent of the things that are going on, on set. You can just block them out of your vision and not worry about them because you're just focused on on character and story and. Uh, um, listening and responding to the other actor um and you don't have to worry about like when lunch is or whether or not that order for for food has been put in or uh if someone's late for set you're just you're there and you got your lines and you're wearing the right clothes and you know your marks and you're golden just do what people just do what the director tells you but as a director it's like every problem every Every element is uh, uh, presented to you. It's like, so what? What do you want to do? <laughs> do you want this box cutter? Do you want this box cutter? Do you want to put the camera here? Put the camera there. Just a never-ending, um, never-ending questions, and yeah. uh, it's exhilarating and it's fun. And showing the film in front of an audience was a lot more rewarding as a director than mm-hmm. it's ever been as an actor. Because hmm. um, I just take so much more ownership of um of the end product because yeah. um, i i had a much bigger part in the making of uh every aspect of the film and it gave me a renewed respect for uh not only directives not only directors but also producers and um the amount of risk and uh the just the adventurous spirit of a director or a, a producer, because it's um, it's uncharted territory pretty much every time that you uh, yeah. make a film, or at least that's that's how I imagine it to be. Yeah, because what can what can go wrong? A lot of stuff. So what got, can't go wrong? What can't? Yeah, I had a professor back in college, and he said that producing was twenty percent doing your plan and 80% solving issues so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah what else are you both working on after after this uh tomorrow i got a <laughs> i got a zillow shoot i'm uh booked a job with zillow as Ooh, uh, an fancy. actor yeah right yeah very i can't tell you much about it until it comes out but there's some new stuff coming out man new app uh and uh, I guess there's a couple of films that I did earlier this year that are making their rounds um, at some festivals. Uh, one's called uh, Swipe from uh, Jeff Schick. Uh, Jeff, I've never actually said your name out loud. I've never heard it said out loud. Maybe I said it wrong. But uh, that's going to, uh, I think it's Frameline Film Festival in San Francisco. Um, and then there's a... What is it called? Roscoe the Junkyard Cat. Mm-hmm. They just got accepted to a festival in, um, I keep saying Texas, but I don't think it's Texas. I don't remember where. But there's a couple of films that I have uh, was nice. lucky enough to be a part of as an actor that are, that are out there making their rounds. And uh, I haven't really made a lot of progress on it, 
but there's uh, some scripts that I'd like to produce this summer, probably later this summer, just yeah. judging by. Uh, Is there anything you're going to direct in the future? Uh, I'd like to direct again, yeah, but I haven't, uh, I haven't gotten lined up with the project yet. And Misa? Uh-huh. I'm actually working on my, on to finishing editing to documentaries I'm working on. I'm very focused on finish, uh, finishing them like before the end of the summer. Uh, that was that is my main focus as uh, like a director right now. So yeah, and it is important to say that we won two oh, yeah. two prizes uh, at the competition. Yeah. So. And what were the prizes? For in the case awards? of Shake Checkmate, uh, we won best use of a well-known movie scene. Our whole movie was based on the Cement Seal. It was very much deserved too, because uh, most of the other films they would have just a quick cut to. Uh, uh, a a famous sequence of a movie, but yours uh, stays in that uh, world of uh, Seventh Seal uh, a lot longer than any other films, and it incorporates more of the elements than, than any other films I can think of. Uh, yeah, we, uh, our team, uh, Smile From My Face team, uh, we got honorable mention, which uh, means we did a lot of things really well all of our elements together were um uh something that the the judges really liked i i consider it kind of a second place trophy uh but out of the 29 films that were submitted i think that there were only six that were given awards and it might have only been five because there was one that received two of the awards uh so uh we're we're just thrilled to be recognized with that awesome yeah, I think the OFC as an organization, we 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 did we did pretty well over there. Yeah, yeah. I think not not only because of the prices, also the audience reception at the moment that our films were being shown. Like, uh, you can feel, so I think the public like uh, they really like both of our films. So. Good. Yeah. That's that's one of the things that's really cool about the seventy-two hour film festivals, the Tacoma two five three in particular. So you have a pretty big range of uh, quality. Um, you have people who are making videos with their cell phones, and you know it's um, uh, it's like the family, and and you know they have their kids doing some lines, and it's uh, and it's it's fun. It's like uh, uh, like almost like a home video quality, and then you have the other side of it which is people who are uh professionals or uh, really serious hobbyist filmmakers and um and they're making film that uh is using cameras that you would use for um uh, a larger budget project like they're using black magics or like this the, the new sony a7s or um and it's nice seeing seeing that variety because uh it's it's pretty much represents like the the whole entire uh span of what what filmmaking can be mm-hmm. um at the independent level it's pretty cool yeah they usually these uh competitions uh they are like a big opportunity for the for different people, for example, for the hobbyist, uh, it is a good opportunity to get into some doing something like uh, putting on some bigger stakes. 
uh, for the Weekend Warrior, it is also a way of letting people like uh, create a little bit of awareness that they're over there and there they can uh, sharpening the skills. For the pros, it is also uh, an opportunity to play with new gear uh, and it's stuff in and a new people too. Yeah. yeah, and do stuff in a different way of of from your eight to five or nine to five or sort of usual clients. So it is a it's a support nice uh, mix of like mix back of of films over there. And is there any final comments or last words you guys want to say about anything? Uh I would probably say I'm gonna say thanks uh, to all the people that work in both of our teams. Yeah, so, big thank you to so so Team yeah. Final Cut. That's what our name was uh, <laughs> at the beginning. Of yeah, it, Team Final Cut. Our award thing was Team Adobe, so you all know the fight between Adobe and Final Cut. So yeah. we decided to make fun of the whole thing and mm-hmm. and name our teams after that fight. So uh, I think uh, we got a. Uh, really awesome crew behind both of our teams and we represented the Olympia Film Collective like uh, very well. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for being on the podcast and this is Olympia Film Collective and we will talk to you later.